Good morning. Good to see you all this morning. What a beautiful day, eh? Church is really packed. I hope um, we can get some more car park somewhere. So that's my prayer. Every time I, I, I meet the mayor, I mention him about the importance of car park in this area. So hopefully he will build some more for us in the bank. <clears throat> anyway, we pray. Father God, thank you so much that we can come together, Lord, this morning to um, listen to your word. Thank you, Father, for the power of your word that can transform our lives. And we pray this morning as we open your word and uh, study your word together, Lord, we pray that open our understanding, Lord, illuminate our mind, Lord, this morning. And Father, it's my prayer, the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Well, can you believe there is only 24 days left to Christmas? <laughs> the question is, are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for Christmas? Some of you say no. But I know some of you have been preparing for this Christmas since last Christmas. Is that right? You know, we've got all those uh, leftover gifts. We don't know. Unwanted gifts, you don't know what to do with that. And you worked out all the, all the relatives that you can give that to them. So I'm sure that you've been preparing that for a year. But... For some of us, are uh, just like the last minute.com, you know, we're just running around and get things done probably on the 24th of December. But today we are starting a brand new series uh, called Preparing for Christmas. Uh, this series will focus on the significance of Christmas and how we can express the true meaning of Christmas to the people around us. But in order to prepare ourselves for Christmas, we need to approach Christmas with the right attitude because your attitude determines your outlook to life. Your attitude determines your outlook to life. Have you heard the story of a man with a tuna sandwich? Anybody? Would you like me to say? All right. That's good. You gave me permission to give this story. <laughs> <clears throat> there was, uh, on a Friday, there was a construction worker sat down to eat his lunch. He opened his um, sandwich box, you know, the lunch box, and uh, he started eating, and the first thing he said, tuna sandwich again. For the last five days, I've been eating tuna sandwiches. He said, I'm sick and tired of tuna. I hate tuna. And then the guy Next to him sitting, he said, man, just cool down, you know. I mean, this is okay. We can sort this out. You know, I mean, this is Friday. Just go and buy some flowers and, uh, you know, go home and have a word with your wife, you know. And he said, no, 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 I just leave my wife out of this. She has nothing to do with this because I pack my sandwich every day. <laughs> See, some of us, we create these attitudes in our lives, isn't it? You know, some of you get up this morning and say, I am miserable and I make sure that I'm going to make everybody else miserable today. I am critical, you know, I'm going to make sure that I make negative comments today. We create, we pack our own attitudes. And so we need to be responsible for our attitudes. And my prayer is at the end of this sermon, that you will have the positive attitude so that you can approach Christmas with the right attitude in your life. Okay, so our reading today from Isaiah 64, 
reveals three important attitudes we need to have during the Christmas season. First of all, we need an attitude of dependence. We need an attitude of dependence. This passage begins with Isaiah saying, rend the heavens and come down. You know, tear that heaven and come down. And then it ends with saying, look upon us for we are your people. Look upon us for we are your people. In Isaiah's words, you can see a spirit of dependence. And he's saying, God, we need you. We cannot make it on our own. Look at what he says in verse 6. All of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteousness, righteous acts are like filthy rags. Now, Isaiah is saying that we cannot manage our own lives. We need an intervention from God. We need God to step into this situation. This is true in our society today. We need an intervention from God in our political process, in our education system, in our social life, in our churches, in our families, and most importantly, in each individual's life. We need God's intervention in our lives. Each and every one of us needs God's intervention. We need His power because our power alone isn't enough. We need His righteousness because our own righteousness is not enough. God sent His Son into the world to show us the way to live because we needed it. We needed it. God sent His Son to die on the cross for our sin because we needed it. God sent His Spirit to live with us and give us power because we needed God's power in our lives. See, that's what Christmas story is all about, my friends. God entered the world and He intervened in the human history. He did this to give us what we cannot give ourselves. Forgiveness, salvation, peace, hope, and power. We cannot have that in our own. So God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into this world so that we can have His peace, His forgiveness in our lives. We need to acknowledge that we are helpless without God. So we need to approach this season of Christmas with an attitude of dependence on God. Secondly, we need to approach Christmas this year with an attitude of expectation. With an attitude of expectation. You only need to look at the headlines to know that as a society, we don't have what it takes to manage our lives. We are in a big mess. And we only need to take an honest look at our own personal lives to know that we are not as good as we should be. Hello? Do you agree with that? Yes. But thank God that is not the end of the story. That is not the end of the story. I don't want to hear this morning to preach to you a negative sermon. So everything is bad. No. We want to look at the good news. Good news of Christmas. You see, you can summarize the gospel with this verse from Romans chapter 3. Look at Romans chapter 3. He says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, that was our condition. But look at the next part of this verse. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. See, so often we focus on the sin part of our life and forget the grace of God in our lives. Sometimes we need to take our eyes away from all the sinfulness of us and we need to look at the grace of God. God is a gracious God. He's a loving God. That's what Christmas is all about. Otherwise, you would have been all dead and gone. The Bible says, 
Romans chapter 6.23, look at this. The wages of sin is what? Death. But that is not where it ends. It goes on to say, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is the gift of Christmas, my friend. The gift of Jesus Christ, that he came to this world, died on the cross, so that we can have eternal life. We can have forgiveness for our sin. That is the essence of expectation with which we must live. We admit that we are sinful and weak, and we know that God will forgive us and empower us to live a better life. Now, we acknowledge that things are falling, up, falling apart all around us. Yes, some of, some of us, you know, we look at things in our lives and say, man, I have no idea, you know, where this is going to end. <laughs> you know, and we can get so discouraged if we focus on those things all the time. And we also hang on to the hope that salvation, healing, and restoration are on its way. And a miracle on its way. Listen to what Isaiah said in verse 4. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eyes has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. What Isaiah is saying here. He's telling us to live with an expectation. He's telling us to live as if something great is about to happen because the blessing of God are on their way. Would you believe that? You know, I'm so excited about 2020. You know, it's a, you know I love that 2020, you know, 2020 vision. You know, I'm excited about it because I believe that God is going to do something great in your life and in the life of this church and in this land. You know, I'm living with this expectation, honestly, my friends. So don't disappoint me, okay? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Things are going to happen. You know why I'm excited? Because God is great. We have a great God. Expect great things for God and attempt great things for God. We can expect great things from God. And we can attempt great things for God because we have a great God. We have a great God. You know, I think we need to come to the end of this year and say goodbye to this 2019 and we have to go with great expectation that God is going to do something great in your life. Don't just live this negative life and say, oh, everything is bad. No. Everything may be bad around you, but we have a great God. And He is going to give us a new vision. He's going to empower you to do great things for God in your life and the life of every person in this church. So I encourage you. So, so, what is, uh, so this is the message of Christmas. You know, it was the promise made through the prophets and revealed to the wise men and announced to the shepherds something good is about to happen. Something that will change life as well know it. We know that on that day, on that night, when Mary gave birth to Jesus in Bethlehem, you know, everybody knew something is big is going to happen. Well, that's why we are here, because something big happened. God came down to this earth to live among us, and he lives in you, he lives in me. What an amazing thing that happened. So I encourage you to approach this season with an attitude of expectation because God is ready to do great things in your life. Thirdly, 
we need to approach this season with an attitude of submission. With an attitude of submission. Look at what Isaiah said in verse 4. Oh Lord, you are, you are our father. We are the clay. You are the porter. Isaiah is talking about submission here. Surrendering yourself to God's will, putting yourself in his hands, and letting him have the control of your life. That's what he's saying. Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, Many plans are in a person's mind, but the Lord's purpose will succeed. God's purpose will succeed. We have so many ideas, we have so many things we want to do, but ultimately it is God's will that will succeed in our lives, not, not my will. And that's what Jesus prayed, isn't it? Father, it's not my will, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is a prayer that we pray. So many times we try to do things our way. And it is like trying to force a square pegs into round holes, isn't it? We try to do the impossible things. And we know that we cannot do that by our own strength. And this is especially true at Christmas time. We want Christmas to be perfect. We want our house to be perfect. We want the gifts to be perfect. We want the Christmas lunch to be perfect. And we want all the relatives who come to be perfect also. <laughs> Isn't it? Hello? <laughs> and you're going to get some relatives, you know, who are not going to be perfect. They're going to muck around this Christmas time. They're going to muck it up. All right, guarantee that, I can tell you that. But be ready, have a positive attitude, okay? At Christmas time, many people go into control mode. They get stressed, and everyone around them also gets stressed. I don't know why. I mean, you know, I was the other day, I went to get some medicine in the shopping center. I mean, I couldn't even get in there. People are just crazy. You know, people are, I don't know what's wrong, you know? During this time, we just, we just go out of control. So this year, I encourage you to say, God, have thine own way. Have thine own way. You are the porter. I am the clay. Make me the work of your hand. Imagine what a difference that will make if you just say, God, you are the porter. I'm just the clay. You can just make and mold me any way you want to. You know, if we try to make ourselves, you know what happened. We make a big mess. We will never make the perfect people that God wants us to be. But if you are in the hands of God, in the hands of the porter, the creator of the universe, just imagine that he knows exactly how to shape us and make us the kind of people he wants. And so if you pray that prayer every day, God... Have thine own way. You are the porter. I am the clay. Make me the work of your hand. This is an attitude that God can bless. And this is an attitude he wants you to have. You can't resist God's will and receive God's blessings at the same time, my friends. Let me say this again. You can't resist God's will and receive God's blessings at the same time. That's why Isaiah said in verse 5, look what Isaiah said, 64 verse 5, you come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. 
when your heart is surrendered to God and you're walking in obedience to the best of your ability, God is going to bless you. That's a guarantee. God is going to bless you. Rather than worrying about everybody else and trying to fix everybody else's problem, come to God with an attitude of submission. Surrender yourself to accept His will and do His will in your life. That's all you need to do, my friends. You don't have to worry about the rest of the people, what they're doing. You just focus on, on God. Focus on God and focus on what God wants to do. The key word in today's message is attitude. We need to have the right attitude of dependence, expectation, and submission in our lives. And most of the time, like I said, the construction worker who ate the tuna sandwich, we pack our own attitude in the morning, isn't it? We get up in the morning, we pack our own attitude. And, and we take that attitude to, to workplace. And then we share it with people there, you know? And then we bring that back home. And on the way in the train, we share it with other people. And we bring it to church. Some of you brought that packet this morning, isn't it? You know? And you're going to unload it pretty soon, as soon as the service is finished. Attitude of dependence, attitude of expectation, attitude of submission. They are the attitudes that we need to develop. We can learn all this attitude from our Lord Jesus Christ. This is not something, you know, impossible for us to practice because our Lord Jesus Christ himself practiced all this attitude that I'm talking about. So let me read to you Philippians chapter 2. It'll be on the screen there. Let's put that up there. And we're going to read that and as we prepare to take part in the communion this morning. Okay? And then we're going to pray and then we're going to take part. Let's read. <clears throat> Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in likeness, human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God and the Father. Would you take a few moments to just to meditate upon those verses, please? You know, that's the attitude that we need to have as Christians following the attitude of Jesus Christ. And this morning as we come to take part in this communion, as we look at the bread and the cup, it's a reminder to us of that attitude of Jesus Christ, of humility, servanthood, and sacrifice. And he came to this world. You know, he did not hold on to the position. He left all that. He left the heaven and came on this earth to save us to give us a brand new life, to forgive our sin. And I really encourage you, if you haven't not opened your heart to Jesus Christ, if you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, this is the day to do that, my friend. Because he is the one going to give you the strength. And he is the one going to give you all those attitudes to live the life 
on this earth. 